Hello, everybody. I want to do something different with you today. Let's just do a spiritual experiencing together. I say a spiritual experiencing, and what this amounts to really is just noticing. And we're going to go deeper with it than we normally might think of. So let's just start out right now with eyes open. And let's just notice the room we're in or the car we're in. But if you're in a car, I hope you're pulled over. Please do. So notice that there's a certain feel to the room. This is my room, so to speak. It's uh, the room where the unit spends much of its time every day. And it feels very warm and comfortable. I really love the way it's decorated, if you will. It looks like spiritual decorations, but just the way I de decorate, which, you know, there it is. So I notice it's very comfortable. Why don't you try to get comfortable as best you can? Just, you know, I'm going to move in my chair until I feel settled. Let's settle in. Let's get ourselves grounded. And now let's close our eyes. So our eyelids, our eyelids are closed, but the eyes aren't really closed. They don't have a, a sign that says open and shut. They just open and the eyelids go open and shut. So what are you looking at now that you've noticed that your eyes are open? Your eyelids are closed. But your eyes are not. So what are you looking at? What I'm looking at predominantly is just a dark field. It's just a dark field. There are hints of light, but there's no light. It's not pitch dark because there's light on the other side of the eyelid that's bleeding through a little bit, just enough to let me know that I'm not standing in the dark, sitting in the dark. But I am sitting in the dark field, so are you. And the reason we're sitting in the dark field is that there's no other place to sit. There's just this dark field that we're sitting in. So let's go ahead and notice what it is that's sitting in the dark field. So the first thing we wanna do is we wanna distinguish the difference between the body and the dark field. Can you actually find a difference between the body and the dark field. Can you spot it? Can you point to it? Can you hear some other kind of noise on the other side of the dark field? Or is the dark field indistinguishable from what's noticing 
the dark field. So now we're just noticing the dark field. There's no need for commentary. It's not scary. It's not wonderful. It just is really not much to say about a dark field. But this dark field is imagination's playground. So let's use it. Let's count the number of human units that you are absolutely sure of this moment. How many human units can you actually know exist? I can't really know if any do. I notice that there's a sense of being here. And there's some sense that there ought to be some kind of identity behind that. And there's kind of a little sense of fredness. But when I say fredness, I don't mean a fred. I mean patterns. But there's just a sense of fredness. There's a sense of patterns that feel like they belong here. And I'm not saying they don't. Matter of fact, I'm saying they have to. They have to belong here. Because there's nothing other than here. There's no separation between the body and the dark field. The body is actually part of the dark field. And we're using the word part. But let's just notice that although we can use it for the sake of communicating, it's not particularly true because the dark field doesn't have any parts. Let's check to make sure. You do it with me. I can't find a left to the dark field. Can you? Can you find anything to the right of the dark field? Anything above the dark field? Anything below the dark field? Anything in front of it? Is there anything other? Is there anything back of the dark field? And is there anything other than the dark field? Can you find anything in which, for which this dark field is not inclusive? Is there anything outside of this dark field? And you can say, well, I'm out of the dark field, but that's not true. You don't even know that there is an eye. There's a sense of being there. The same way there's a sense of being here. Well, let's just notice, I've noticed it in many things, that the sense of something doesn't necessarily mean the same thing as the truth of something. 
had a sense it was going to rain here this morning. I frequently do. And it's dry as a bone here. As it frequently is. So that is one sense of rain that didn't mean the same thing as rain. Rain is now. It's wet. If it's not now, it isn't. Rain doesn't come later. Rain doesn't come earlier. It's raining now, or it's not raining. We can say that it has rained, but sometimes we say that when we're not actually sure of it, we just see water on everything, and we assume it's rained. I think it's a pretty fair assumption, but we can't actually know that's true, can we? A heavy mist might have come in, a fog left everything rainy, such a heavy fog that it almost left little puddles. We don't know. Let's don't bother to guess. If what we're interested in is what's here now. Now there's a voice here. Both of us can hear it, so to speak. But let's look at both of us. I can't find a separate me from this dark field. There's a sense of a me, but I can't find an actual separate me. And by that same token, I cannot find an actually separate you. I think what we can both report, and the only thing that we can really report, is that there's a dark field here with noise in it. And we're translating that noise, that vibration, as language. And if I'm Polish and don't know English, I won't even know this is English. I mean, I might know that I might be able to recognize English, but I wouldn't know what we were talking about. Because whatever we're talking about, let's just notice it's an agreement. It's not a fact. It's not a truth. There's this dark field and there's nothing outside of it. Correct? So is there anything inside of this dark field? Can you find anything inside this dark field? Well, let's just look at it logically. And if there's no outside, that means there can't be an inside. Can't be an outside without an inside. Can't be an inside without an outside. That's the way that opposites work. The dark field doesn't appear to be an opposite. It just appears to be a dark field. And the field was here before we noticed. We didn't have to invent it. We just had to notice that it was already here.
the dark field doesn't have a certain vibration to it. The dark field is the absence of vibration. It is the stillness in which vibration can be felt. And let's notice the dark field. It's silent. Is it silent or is it silence? Of the dark field is not making noise. The dark field is actually the dead stillness underneath the language that you're hearing. When the vocal cords here move, you get a certain vibration and then you come up with agreements or disagreements or feelings about that, sensitivities to that, excitement about that. But all of those things are about that. That that itself, what are the qualities of silence? I don't believe that silence actually has any qualities. How about stillness? What are the qualities of stillness? I don't think stillness has any qualities either. We could say that it was silent, but that would make it split away from silence, and I don't think it is. Can you find any separation between the silence that you can notice here underneath the words, underneath any sort of background noise, underneath the heartbeat, underneath the breathing. I don't know that this is particularly skillful, but we could, we could say that silence, well, we, we really can't say that silence is an absence of noise because it just doesn't have, that noise is just, an, it just that's Maya. Speaking of Mamaya, which is Maya is you could say that Maya is the creator of the world, which sounds pretty lustrous, pretty important. But can you actually find a world? I cannot. 
I cannot find a Fred. I cannot find a body. I cannot find actually anything. There's stillness, there's silence. And anything other than that is illusory, which includes these words. They're not real, more or less than anything, more real or less real than anything else. It's not about being real. Not about being unreal. How would we go find silence if we were looking for it? How would we do it? Silence is actually an absence of noise, <laughs> but it doesn't have anything to do with noise. So if we've got to use the word noise in our translation of silence, then we've got it wrong. We got it very close and close enough. But let's just remember that what we're seeing here is sensory or imaginative. Reality is a step beneath that. Because you can notice that there's a sense of body there, there's a sense of body here, but I can't, I can't say there's a body here. If the hands read out and reach out and touch the legs, that's just a story. Are there any hands here until until there's someone to witness them. Is there anything here at all? If there's nothing here to witness them. Can there be anything at all? Without there being witnessing. You say, yes, my, my question is, how would you know? You can't know anything without witnessing. We can't even imagine anything without imagining the witnessing. That witnessing being there to hold imagination. We said there's only what is, but I'm not sure that that's true. Unless what is can be seen two ways. We spend a lot of our time talking about emptiness, Meditating until we think we experience emptiness. Is emptiness experienceable? 
there's something experiencing something else. That's not pure witnessing. When I say witnessing, I just I notice there there that there is witnessing. Because there is apparent, there's apparently something here. There's no noise that's rising up from the silence. The lips are moving, the vocal cords are moving, the tongue is moving, the mouth is moving. But only against the background of the silence and, and the absence or the stillness. In the absence of stillness and silence. What do we find? Untouchable. Unreachable. Unfindable. Inexperienceable. Inexperienceable. Behind everything, there's a sense of aliveness, isn't that right? That sense of aliveness, that sense of existence. That's what I call the sense of being. The sense of being is that which upon all the worlds are built. And I say worlds plural because as long as there's a sense of a me and a you, then there's going to be at least two worlds. And you may be billions. I don't know. I don't even know what billions means. I, I can write it down. I can write down a number, but I don't know what it really equates to. I'm not an experiencer of obvious billions. There's this sense of being. What scripture can be read without the sense of being? What non-dual treatise can be read without the sense of being? What satsang talk can be heard in the absence of the sense of being? Can there be a satsang talk in the absence of the sense of being? So you notice the sense of being, do you not? It's that by which noticing can occur in the absence of the sense of being. There can't be noticing or anything else. 
the sense of being is noticed. It's noticing itself as the sense of being right now. It notices itself as a Fred or a Karen or a Bob at other times. We don't even know what it is. It's a sense of being. And that sense of being really, I think the best thing that we could equate it to anything in the absence of attention. Can you find anything outside of attention? Attention is not just this immediate attention, not this sense of bodily attention, which is another sense. There's a sense of body, that doesn't mean there's a body means there's a sense of body, there's a sense of being. What can you recall prior to the sense of being? I can't recall anything prior to the sense of being because there was nothing here to recall it. No sense of being, no memory. No sense of being, no future. When we talk about the so-called past, we take this sense of being and we tell a story with it about how things used to be. But I can't even prove that things are right now. And what is it, the I that can't prove that there's, you see how this goes? Well, there is this sense of being. And I think below the sense of being, there's a sense of knowing. Let's check that sense of knowing. Does it feel more to you like a sense of knowing? Or is it knowing? Not knowing what yet, not knowing anything. No senses of being or hearing or seeing or living or dying or being cold or hot or black or white. But there's some kind of knowing. I cannot tell you what this knowing is. because I don't know what this knowing is.
by which I mean I don't even know what comes to know the sense of being. The sense of being has to be known. But I can't find a known. I find knowing. It's not translatable, it's not transferable. This very knowing, the means by which you hear this voice in the dream. And it's not that being's dream. It's the dream of the universe. Other dimensions may be, but only within the dream. We talk about other places, but we always find ourselves here. Other places are always in relation to here. But given that there is no separation, is there anything? Is there such a thing as distance? We don't know distance. It's imagined. We don't know other. It's imagined. Pain and pleasure are the poles of imagination. The left and right up and down of imagination. That's just a way of speaking so we can get a feel of something beyond anything. Can we really get a feel for it now? But we're just using words. But notice that you can't recall anything prior to the sense of being. What is the very first thing <clears throat> that you can remember? The very first thing that can be remembered here is noticing the sense of being, and I don't, I don't remember it like that. But there was an initial knowing. Even if it was a sense, the sense and not a knowing it true knowing. True knowing is not a sense. But somehow in this organic explosion,
there's a sense that I am here, but I cannot find myself. The only thing I can really find within relativity is a sense of being. What's prior to relativity? Is that consciousness or is the sense of being consciousness? Which comes first, consciousness or the sense of being? Well, one of those unanswerable questions because it, it appears to all happen at once. Who cares how? All of that's theory. Ramana said, Ramana Maharshi, great Indian guru, said that we don't actually need any theory in order to notice true nature. And I suggest that it is theory that keeps us from knowing true nature. nature. Theory is sometimes discussed and enjoyed in this teaching, but it's never taken but so seriously. Because what we can see is that this is pointing to an unknown knowing. Where knowing is the last rung on the ladder. And then the ladder fades to black. Into what? From what does the sense of being arise? What does the sense of being arise to? Isn't there something prior to this sense of, of existence that's right here, right now, this sense of immediacy? There's something beyond which there is any question, but what it is, is unknown. There's no such thing as where it is, because there's no such thing as where it isn't. And you let go even of the sense of being and drop into this unknown knowing. And when I say you drop into it, it's just a way of talking, isn't it? Let's be quiet. Let's allow stillness and silence to take their rightful place here for just a minute.
in the absence of the experienceable. There is an inexperienceable. We can't speak of it. We can't know it. We can know of it. And that's as good as it gets. So we can't know um, we can't know it because we are it. That's our true nature. It's beyond the sense of being. It's not experienceable because it's unborn. It's not part of this born world. It's unborn. Notice the unborn. Now take it one step further. Notice what's noticing the unborn. That's the further step, isn't it? The first step into no no, no knowing, no being, no sensing. Just know. Those who want to remain with me for another minute or two can. So I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. Neither can you. 